Hello, and welcome back to the Wasteline Podcast. This is your host, Lee Syatt, and it's been it's been a long time because la- like last week we had the the uh, swap cast with myself, so I haven't done a dedicated Wasteline in a week and uh, or I guess two weeks now, um, and I, I I miss doing it. So if you haven't checked out last week's episode, it audio wise it has nothing's changed, but go check it out. I had a sports and exercise psychologist on. We did a full uh, session together. Really very helpful because I have a lot of uh, mental blocks and issues when it comes to eating and 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 my um, goals and 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 uh, motivations to lose weight. So I, I really can't thank Alex enough for doing that. It was a great talk uh, for the our video viewers. You might have noticed that I have switched. And if you haven't, uh, this is why it doesn't look like there was an episode last week. I have moved all past and future episodes of the podcast from the Wasteline Podcast YouTube back to my original uh, personal YouTube page, youtube.com slash Lee So go check it out there. And uh, thank you for for uh, bearing with me while I you know, test some things out. I, I, th- I thought I wanted a separate YouTube page and that goes against all of my advice to anyone who I uh, help start their own podcast. So I, I'm learning I need to take my own advice. But I, uh, I'm i doing well weight loss wise. I'm, I was down another two pounds last week, down to 86 pounds. Down, I got not 86 pounds. That would be uh, a little bit skinny. Um, even for my height, 86 pounds is a little skinny. But I, I do have an aunt who is, God, I think she she must be under five foot, and I think she's like 88 pounds, and she is so tiny that you could put her in your pocket. Uh, shout out to Aunt Ida, who will never, ever, ever hear this because she doesn't even use internet. Um, God love Aunt Ida. But anyways, it was a rough, not rough, a challenging two weeks for me weight loss wise. I did lose two pounds a week, and I know a lot of people um, get annoyed with me when I say I only lost two pounds. Losing two pounds is great. It, it's it's I, I I'd like to equate it to going to Vegas, and you know even if I didn't even if even if I just stayed the same, that's like pushing, and anything's better than gaining right now. So I I completely understand that, but the reality of the situation that I have is when I start actually caring about my weight and god I have an itchy nose oh, sorry I was trying to avoid doing that but it uh is driving me nuts um much like the slow down of my weight loss look at me just transitioning like a pro um when I start caring about weight loss I get competitive with myself and I know that that's not a healthy thing to do but I'm not perfect uh, I, when I see the numbers go down, I want to continue seeing them go down and I've never hit a hundred pounds lost before and I'm getting closer and closer. So the closer I get, the more, I guess the only word to use is obsessed. I get about it. I'm, I'm, I'm still eating what I'm supposed to eat and I'm, I'm, I'm working out, but, and it, it, it happens. Everyone who's ever lost weight before knows that especially the the bigger you are at the beginning, your weight loss, or at least for me, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but every time I've started to lose weight, the bigger I was, I would lose a big chunk at the beginning. I think literally on the first day that I, I started uh, dieting, I lost like five pounds. And I, I trust me, I would give almost anything to have, to lose five pounds a day healthily, not, not, uh, I don't want to start doing meth or anything, but <laughs> um, I it obviously starts slowing down, and goes to three or four pounds a week, and then the last two weeks was stuck around a pound and a half to two pounds, which I know is fine. But uh, getting back to that hundred pound down number, I have it in my head that by my birthday in late July I would like to have hit that uh, that goal, 
And the last two weeks, since it started slowing down a little bit more, it took me from definitely hitting it to maybe just hitting it literally on my birthday. And it uh, kind of bummed me out a little bit because I, in my head, I want to enjoy some uh, treats on my birthday, but I, I don't want, especially, like, let's say, for example, I just hit 100 pounds down. I don't want to go below 100 pounds down once I hit it. Um, so I would, I'm really trying to be as good as possible as I can up until then, but I'm, I am happy. Uh, the day that this comes out is one of my weigh-in days, as you know, and I'm already lower than I was last week, which usually doesn't happen. The last couple weeks, I would, uh, like be a pound, like when I would wake up the morning of my weigh-in, I'd be like roughly, probably, I'd be lucky to be the same as I was, uh, the week before, probably a pound heavier. And then I would, I would throughout the day, you know, you burn calories, you work out. I would lose a pound and a half to two pounds. Um, so to be already lower than I was last week on today's Monday, uh, is encouraging. And I, I was stricter this week. So it, uh, it shows you because I, I, I got comfortable with my, um, weight loss and the calories and I, I wasn't going crazy, but on Tuesdays I would have a, an earned meal because people get mad when you say cheat meal. Um, and sometimes I would have leftovers. I would go into the second day on Wednesday and that's not good. So the fact that I can see me being more stringent with myself and I'm still eating what I'm supposed to eat the calorie wise. Some people get mad at me. I don't, uh, my brother is a, uh, exercise, um, and nutrition, I guess you can use the word expert. He he's amazing at what he does and very very well known and and popular. Uh, he told me to be between eighteen hundred to two thousand calories. I know that I probably would lose a little bit of weight doing that, but that's that's too much. Um, I I understand that um, you want to do it healthily, so I'm usually between thirteen and fifteen hundred calories a day, which uh, on my fitness pal says I'm supposed to be at 1500. So I know it's a little bit lower than some people would like, but for me, 50, I honestly, some days I have problems getting to even 1500. So I, I feel good about, uh, the path that I'm on. I do have an interesting couple weeks coming up because I am going to Austin and then Milwaukee. Uh, if you're in the Austin area, I will be doing stand up at the Romo room Friday, June 11th, and Saturday, June 12th, I believe that's right, yeah, um, at the Romo Room with Agostino Zoida, so I would love to see you there, but I, uh, as I've said before, travel has always been really food-centric for me, I, I, I love looking up what to get, I love planning where I'm gonna, where I want to go, I love eating in hotels, and Austin is well known for barbecue, and they also have something called queso, which is a cheese. I guess it might be a dip, but it's not like nacho, like movie. Even though I love movie theater nachos and that fake cheese dip, I have no idea what it is, but it's delicious. Um, it's like real cheese, and they put spicy ground beef and avocado. It's amazing, and they and I went to a place called Chewy's. Uh, the last time I was there a few years ago and they give you fresh chips and it's, it's couldn't be better. And I, I saw it when I was in Denver, surprisingly, and I was going to go and decided against it because I was like, okay, I'll just get it in Austin. And now that, uh, I'm getting closer and closer to a hundred pounds down, I'm considering not getting it because a, it's going to be on the weekend, which uh, is usually the time that I start dialing in my my eating a little bit in in preparation for the Tuesday weigh-in. So I haven't made a decision yet, but I do have to be good because actually I'm going straight from excuse me a hiccup. I'm going straight from Austin to Milwaukee. Uh, some of you may know that I 
I consulted out there for two months after leaving LA and I am going back to work with the same uh, person and I'll be there for eight days. Don't worry, you'll have full episodes. Uh, I'll just do what I did in Denver and I'll, I'll cut in my weight um, my weight from the previous week. And the issue about being gone for eight days in Milwaukee is a uh, the just eating not having a kitchen but the ni- the nice part about the hotel I'm staying at is I do have a kitchen the and it's it's a very generous nice thing that he does but the guy that I work for uh we went out most nights to eat I I don't think we'll go out all 7 nights that I'm there but we'll probably go out 4 to 5 if I had to guess if I mean who knows but um I we went out <laughs> it's funny I'm going to be in the suburbs of Milwaukee, and there weren't a lot of restaurant options. So we went to this one Italian place probably 20 times. And the guy that I work for is a a great tipper, like 50% as a minimum. And they started to like us, obviously, because we went there so much. And tipped he tipped so uh, nicely. And so they would give us, like, homemade. Like, when I say, I I was going to say tiramisu. When I say tiramisu, I don't mean, I don't even mean like a bakery, a, 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 a what is it called? A baker? I was going to say bakery chef, but that didn't sound right. Like I'm not even saying a professional baker made it. The mother of the, of the sons who took it over from the father. So it's like two generations at least. This woman is in her 80s or 90s. She's probably been making tiramisu for at least double how long I've been alive. And I don't even like coffee, but it is outrageously good. And they should, they would give us that for free and, and just take amazing care of us. And I have to just, this is going to be a big test for me because I know that there's a lot of people who say that I'm on a fat diet with the OMAD and that it's not sustainable. And this these eight days I'll be gone are going to be a big test for me. And it's going to I'm going to be able to prove to myself that not only is it po- what I'm doing sustainable, but I can do it when I I I can do it when I I have to interact with with other people. The the criticism that I get is that when I start dating or working uh, with other people, that it's not going to be something I can maintain. And I'm fully aware that I, I will some days have to eat more meals than more than one meal a day, but that's fine. As long as I, the, the, the main thing about my uh, diet or my eating plan is that I'm sticking to calories. So we'll see what happens. If I come back and uh, I gained weight, then they might be right. But I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm going to come down. Can, I'm, I think I'm going to be able to lose weight being gone for almost two weeks, and I'm I'm uh, encouraged and hopeful that things will go as well as I need them to go. Uh, very quickly, before we get into this week's actually amazing episode, I wanted to just uh, let you know this show is sponsored by Manscaped, and whether you have a dad in your life, you're a father, or you have anyone in your life with testicles, <laughs> Manscaped is here to help, and especially, don't forget, Father's Day is coming up in a couple weeks. Your dad, your original home, needs your help, and the best way to help him is with Manscaped. So go to manscaped.com, look at all of their amazing products, and use code SYATT, S-Y-A-T-T, and you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using code SYATT. Okay, so... My guest this week is named, his name is Robert, but he goes by Bud, and he has a very intense story. He lost over 200 pounds, or has lost over 200 pounds, is doing great, looks great, is doing jujitsu all the time, and unfortunately, he... uh, he has some health issues. 
that he will get into during this. But before he lost the 200 pounds, he actually ended up uh, physically, like legally passing away twice. And they were able to bring him back. And now he's on at a place where his uh, his liver is severely compromised, and and this is uh, if anyone out there either in Texas or somewhere else in the country has connections with anybody who can, you'll hear in this in the episode the issues that he's having, but he's having issues getting. A, a liver transplant, which he very desperately needs. Um, he has a, a wife and kids who he loves and love him. And we want to keep uh, Robert Bud, Robert, a.k.a. Bud, a.k.a. my hug partner. Um, we want to keep him around and healthy for years and decades to come. And so if anyone out there can can help, uh, either reach out to me or uh, directly to Bud at his Instagram, if you want to just go check it out, he has some great content up there, just about weight loss journeys in general. But if you want to contact him, uh, his Instagram is bud b u d underscore g underscore t x. He's a Texas man through and through, a family man, very funny, very nice, and I'm I am so sorry that uh, he's going through what he's going through, but he. Uh, is an inspiration to me. He he's not a down person at all. Very happy. We laughed. He's a great guy to talk to, and I hope that if you are on a weight loss journey, that this inspires you to keep going. And if you haven't started yet, I'm sorry that that Bud's story uh, might be motivation. I'm so I'm I'm not sorry that it might be motivation. I'm sorry that he's going through what he's going through, but if anything good can come out of it, I hope it motivates you as much as it motivates me to keep going or to continue. I mean, start. I'm sorry, motivates you to start your weight loss journey, um, so that what happened to Bud doesn't happen to you or someone in your life. Uh, I I love all of you. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you especially to Bud for being so open and honest and and coming on to the Wasteland Podcast. So, Bud, take it away. I'm so happy to have you on this week's Wasteland Podcast. It's great to have you on. It's great. Um, Thank you very much for reaching out. I I know uh, you actually reached out last time I did these and... um, and unfortunately, the time filled up pretty quickly. So I, 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 you were actually my first email when I knew oh, wow. I was, when I knew I was doing these again. I was like, I gotta get Robert in. Um, awesome. so, thank you. So, of course, no. Thank you. Thank you for for jumping in. So um, you have a very interesting story um, that you you sent to me in an email, and I, I guess <laughs> I just kind of want to um, to start. So you you look great right now. You don't look like thank I you. wouldn't I wouldn't ever say call you you big honestly you're like my goal body um uh, i wish no it, it, it's, it's good from here up hey that's that, that that's a good place to but, be good from it's better than uh, than uh, not being good anywhere i'm good with my pinkies okay um <laughs> right, right but, yeah my wife makes fun of me because now i can see like the bones in my hands and oh hey uh, veins in my arms i don't know if, you, if it picks up on camera but oh no you, you're, <laughs> you're you're a sharp looking dude that's awesome she, she teases me now and i have chicken legs she tells me because my ankles are tiny that's genetic <laughs> oh that's funny yeah the, the, someone's always gonna tease you about something that's funny yeah but um you mentioned in your email that you were big from a very young age Yes, sir. So, uh, was it is it like a family thing that you think? I know, I know. You said that you you were uh, unfortunately on some steroid, not not like the good steroids, but like some uh, some like medical steroids. Um, so when when did you start getting big? Yeah, uh, well, I'd say it was probably around second grade or so, third grade. Um, so I was about seven, eight years old. I was actually really scrawny as a as a kid, as a, a toddler, and a, you know, growing up before then, kindergarten, first grade, I was real scrawny, tiny, tiny arms, everything. And uh, I had a lot of, well, not a lot, but I had some health issues, allergies, hay fever, uh, lung issues, things like that, and that's what I got put on the steroids for. Um, and I think that kind of it, it, it made me start to gain weight, 
and just at an early age, a lot of laziness set in and I liked eating and it just snowballed from there and really didn't stop <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's still a battle to this day. It, it's it's terrible, actually. And he, he lost the weight, but I remember that I had a family member who, I don't think he was as young. Maybe, I don't know. It's tough to think back, but he was young. And he got put on some steroids for something. And I remember, like, my mom had to sit my brother and I down. I was like, okay, so-and-so is going to be a little bit bigger than you remember, but it's because he's on steroids. And, like, if I'm maybe it's different from what you were on, but if I remember correctly, it was like like you just never felt hungry. I mean, never felt full. Is that what it is? Or, or At that does point, it- honestly, I, I was so young. I, I don't think I really had the – the wherewithal to to notice you know the difference i just okay I, I i would i was just i guess i was hungry and i ate and just when i ate i would eat junk food and and it a lot of people get to an adult and they kind of try and say you know, they blame it on like steroids or something to that effect and oh i'll I blame it on everything yeah. i mean yeah oh trust me <laughs> i've been there and it, it definitely started it but you know i wasn't helping myself and you know i wasn't grabbing fruits and veggies i was grabbing cans of of chef boyardee ravioli or oh, yeah, you know things things of that sort you know vienna sausages and just processed junk food that tasted good to me you know at at a second grade but definitely wasn't wasn't the best and like i said you know it was it was essentially my fault i did it to myself but oh was, i think that was kind of the, the what started it i guess yeah no, we, i mean we're all that's the thing. First, uh, there definitely are medical issues that I'm sure can make people gain weight. But the the thing that I've really learned through all this is is it, it like eating is such an emotional uh, thing that it's just you know I could eat chicken breast and broccoli and and survive. I would live, but it, like just the the pro. And it's. I always used to think when I was a kid, I and I was a, a chubby kid, but I would hear like kids whose like parents didn't let them have soda or candy, and I'm like, God, huh? There's, the parents are so mean. But now looking back, I like it's almost. It's a, like I don't have any kids, but it 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 kind of almost makes sense. <coughs> excuse me to um, to just like not give it to them, and then if they never get into those bad habits. It's like, yeah, like for me, people always say, oh, I love fruit. I'm like, yeah, not, I mean, it's, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it tastes fine, I guess, but I'm never going to have fruit for dessert and be like, oh, what, how delicious is this? Um, right. But so you said you started getting big uh, around seven or eight. When, mm. when did you know that you were big? Like how, what age did it start becoming a problem? Uh, Not very long after that, probably about fifth grade or so and it was definitely before you know, junior high or middle school before sixth grade um so i'd say fourth or fifth uh noticed that you know my pants didn't fit well um you know started seeing that magic word husky in my oh sizing. yeah oh my yeah <laughs> when my mom would take me to you know walmart back in kmart and you know buy me some clothes to to play in i had got husky jeans and husky pants and you know i remember asking her well, what's husky and you know it's just it's a little looser or you know I'm, I'm the i'm the youngest of of three and i'm the only boy so i'm i'm my mom's baby and always will be right yeah <laughs> and so you know she she would try and soften it you know the blow i guess you know not to say well you're you're getting big right um, yeah but yeah it's just it was probably i mean it was pretty early it was around that time i noticed you know pictures or you know, videos. I'd have the bottom of my shirt would kind of be above the bottom of my stomach, and oh I'd yeah, that, that little roll on the bottom sticking out, and you know, things of that sort. It's just I, I kind of started to notice, but I didn't. I guess at the time I didn't really put two and two together. It's like that was just how it was. I, I remember right. I went on diets and tried to clean up, and I tried to, you know, talk my my parents into, hey, if I lose so much amount of weight, you know, can you buy me this or you know, kind of like set up my own reward program, but it, right. it didn't, it didn't do anything at that age. I, I don't know what nutrition is or, you know, anything like that, but yeah, that kind of started, I, I noticed and kind of started trying to diet right about, right about their fourth or fifth grade or so. Wow. Yeah. That was probably, I, I remember going on Atkins around that time because my parents were on it or my dad was on it. I don't know if my mom, if my mom was, but like my, Atkins to me, which if anyone out there is, is young and doesn't know, it's basically keto. Um, 
but like I remember having my meals would be I would put pepperoni and che- shredded cheese on a plate and microwave it, and then I would have peanuts. And I was like, yeah, that's it's it's low carb, but it's it's no it's no way to lose weight. Um, so okay, so let's see. So when so you start getting bigger, um, I noticed in here that you mentioned taking like a weight loss supplement at a certain point. When when did that come yeah. in? Uh, that was after I, I graduated. That was after high school. I was already an adult at that point. Um, in fact, I think I'd already had two kids. So I was about 24, 25, somewhere around there. Okay. And uh, what it what it was, um, I guess uh, edit it out if, if you need to. I don't know about clearances, but it was trim spa. No, you can say that. it. Fuck okay. Trump's law. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think they're in existence anymore. I, I took I took Prilazine. <laughs> uh, okay, I remember that. I took some of those too. But uh, oh yeah, and this was at the time, you know, when every supplement company had the ad in the in any magazine. You know, six week challenge. Send in your pictures, and you can win prizes. Um, well, I, I did. I mean, I didn't win overall. I guess you know, but I did win. Uh, I became a finalist. I was in the top ten um, in my like age group and uh how much weight uh, did you lose oh i want to say at the time it was like i think in the six weeks i lost i think it was like 30 35 pounds somewhere around there wow and and um, what what do you because oh, i took prilosine you know, i think i literally took it twice and it made mm-hmm. me feel like shit so i just stopped <laughs> taking it um but were you like also dieting or was it literally oh, yeah. okay all right so yeah, it wasn't no. it wasn't just like take it and lose weight no 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 not not at all um in fact, actually, it was a 12-week contest is what it was. I apologize. Um, but, no, at that time, you see, out through high school from whenever I, I first got my car, I, I got my first job at 13. I had a fake ID that said I was older just so I could work so I could be a busboy. And uh, so I, I saved up my money, and I bought my first car at, at 15 before I could even drive it. And, uh, uh, I mean, since that point, I've kind of always had a job, so – the first thing that I would do all the time at the beginning of the year, or like when I did my taxes and got my little couple hundred dollars back, I would go in and get a gym membership and I would pay for it in full. And oh, wow. I, I mean, and at the time all through high school, I went re, I mean, religious five days a week, five o'clock in the morning, half the time I beat the guy there that opened up the gym and dang. Okay. Yeah. I'd work out before school and then go to school and, uh, you know, did that. So I was, I was kind of accustomed to it. It just, for whatever reason, weight never came off whenever I did that. And I would, I wasn't eating crap either. I was eating really good food and drinking nothing but water. But the best I ever did really was stay level. You know, I just didn't gain weight, I, but I never really lost weight. Okay. And what the trim spot was, it had some root from the rainforest is what they, what they claimed a uh, hoodie, I think is what it was called or something to, similar to that. But it was some kind of a like an appetite suppressor, and it, it I guess it physically actually expanded because there was a warning about drinking plenty of water right after you take it, so it doesn't get stuck in, like in your throat, I guess. Oh god! Or in your esophagus. <laughs> Can you imagine if it just blew up? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> That's quite a way to go. Yeah, but no, I took that was one or two pills, like three three times a day, and then I I worked out at the gym in the morning. Uh, worked a regular nine to five job. And then at night I was delivering pizzas because I had two or uh, an infant and a toddler son. Oh so, my God. Uh, that's yeah, quite a, that's doing, quite a, a, <laughs> doing that in a temptation being around a, do you ever, did you ever steal a slice? Oh, yes. I mean, I, ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, every, every, I mean, obviously not from delivery, but sometimes we'd get a, a mistake or something and they would just set it in our, our like display. It wasn't a, a, a slice shop, but we had, uh, like a heater, you know, that kept it warm. So they would just put it on a pan and just put it in there for whoever wanted it. Okay. Oh, I'd hear that metal hit the grate and uh, I'd be the first one, you know, as long as it didn't have vegetables on it. I was, oh, I was grabbing at least a slice. God, I, we're we're going to be best friends. I hate – my mom used to try to get when we were kids, we'd get pepperoni because we like pepperoni. And then mm-hmm. she would be half pepperoni. She'd try to get half veggie. But it would infect the pizza. Like, like, like the juices or whatever would get into my side of the pizza. So I was like, no, you can't get. You'd have to get like your own small from now on. Oh, yeah. And don't, like, yeah, 
No, we fuck. were separated at birth or something because I'm the exact same way. I mean, no. like, we well, can just pick it out. Like, why put it in in the first place? It's gonna mess yeah. it up. Oh, it's gonna ruin it. Oh, I, ugh. Jesus. Right? There's there's a friend of my guy, a guy I worked with once who we went out to dinner a bunch, and he would get pepperoni and onion, and it's not the worst. I can deal with the onion, but it's not. I don't want it on there. Um, but he, he was my boss. So I had to be, I had to be like, yeah, sure. Um, uh, whatever you say. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was terrible. So, okay. So w- with the trim spa, did you feel, cause like I said, I felt like, like I never took uh, speed or like crack or cocaine, but like, I just felt my, I always felt like I was like pumped, like pumped up, but like not in a good way. Like yeah, I got wired. Yeah, how, that's a good way to put it. How did, did that, is that how it made you feel too, or the the trim spa actually didn't? Yeah, I think I think their big big uh, aim or, or goal was was more the appetite suppressant. Okay, uh, because it, I didn't feel pepped up, wired, nothing like that. And I've taken the gambit of the only thing that I, the only supplement I never took was that Ally or Ally, the one that because it caused like loose stool and that just scared me too much. What did it cause? <laughs> loose stool and oh like, yeah like that's explosive diarrhea back then yeah so oh like, my god yeah, yeah can't, I, I can't chance yeah, that. what are you gonna do lose weight and then shit your pants that's not exactly. no, no one no one needs that in their life okay exactly but like xenadrine and and uh ripped fuel i mean I'm, those are the ones i remember from way back when i mean that's when they had ephedra uh, and i took right. those so i know the feeling you're talking about but now trim spawn never never did that and, okay um, so, so just Okay, so you said you no, it's okay. So you said you, um, you got, I guess I you didn't, but how much did you lose at that point? Well, at that point, the the, the twelve weeks, I had lost like the 30, 35 pounds, got whatever, it. Okay. whatever it was, and it was enough of a, a visual difference, and um, you know that I got picked as a, as a top ten finalist. Now the thing is, once that happened, we had like another, I want to say it's probably three months or so like to keep going and then they were going to have a final judging in the bahamas we actually got a, me and my wife got an all-expense paid trip to bahamas okay um got spending money i mean we stayed at an all-inclusive resort on them the only thing that we had to pay for uh was passports and uh you know and the taxes obviously on the prize the, the value of the prizes but um that was it so i think total i want to say from from when I started the program to whenever I like weighed in in, in the Bahamas, I want to say I lost probably about seventy ish pounds somewhere around there. I mean, it's so long ago now; it's hard to remember. My the the kid I had that was two at the time is seventeen now, and he's going to oh, wow. graduate graduating next year. So it's 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 been a while. It's hard to remember the exact numbers, but I think it was close to seventy pounds or so. And and were you? Were you skinny at that point? Were you at your goal or like you still had some? No. Okay. Yeah. Still, still probably needed to lose another 30, 40, maybe even 50 pounds. Uh, I, because I was big for so long, I always had the big gut and it hung. I had the, I mean, it's called an apron or a pantus, but I had the, the big hangover, you know, my, yeah. my waist. And so it, it looks kind of strange and I got the picture somewhere, but like you can see in the center, like that mass went down, but it was hard to notice a difference on the bottom because it doesn't come up because my skin was so stretched for so long. Right. Uh, oh yeah. That, that's what I'm saying now, you know, I look decent from here up because I still have a lot of excess skin that I still have to, that I want to address and not have to um, definitely happier, you know, how I am now, but I would like to aesthetically look pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. That's it's it's really. Um, I had obese to beast on, and he 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 mm. he wears it with pride. But yeah. I gotta be honest, man. I and I'm, I'm probably at least a hundred pounds away from where I like will be like skinny, skinny. Um, so I have a, I have a little bit of time before this like becomes an issue. But it's it's something that that it's almost. When I get negative about it, it's like, oh, why am I going to lose weight? It's not going to help with girls. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be less weight, but I'll have, I'll still look weird without my shirt on. Um, so it, it's, it's a big, uh, it's a tough thing to have to deal with. But um, okay, so did you win the the um, contest or no? Uh, unfortunately, no, I didn't. Um, I was kind of slapped with the uh, reality that it wasn't really a, a contest so much as a, you know, they're looking for the next spokesman. So uh, I, went okay. in, I went in thinking it was a legit contest and I guess it was 
legit, but not necessarily, you know, just a straight contest. Uh, right. A lot more was figured into, you know, the look, the things of that sort, because there were quite, there was different groups, different brackets, age brackets, male and female both. And, you know, there were some that maybe have lost like 20 pounds from beginning to end. And they wow. won first place where there was one in particular, I remember that had lost over a hundred pounds and she didn't because the other one was more marketable. Oh, that's you know, so th things of that sort. But I guess, you know, I was, I was some sour grapes for a while. I was salty a little bit, but then I was like, you know, at, at that point I was good. I was in a good, you know, like a, I, I still considered it a starting point. You know, I can continue on from there. But like you said earlier, you know, eating's emotional. I am a very, very big emotional eater. So when that saltiness started kind of getting lazy on the diet, lazy on the gym, and again, it just snowballed. And before I knew it, I was back up to what I was and over. <laughs> you know. Wow. So what, what was your biggest? The biggest, I don't even know for sure, because the, the biggest I was weighed was uh, uh, in the hospital. I had weighed four twenty-five, wow. and that was this. That was whenever it got really, really serious because that was the second time that I had medically died, um, and that's whenever they found out that that uh, that was my weight. Wow! So I, so I don't know. Before then, I could have been more. My my scale only went up to I think three fifty, and I had maxed that out so so long before. So I don't even really know truly. Right. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned that you medically died twice. That's that's wild. That's so, crazy. <laughs> uh, take me through the first time. Okay. Well, the first time uh, we were already here in, in, in Dallas, the Dallas area. Uh, moved up here to work for State Farm because I was in insurance from 16 years old or so. By that time, I was uh, early 30s. And uh, one Saturday, I was just going to work just like anything was fine. Everything was fine. Normal. Got to my car, went to unlock it, and just instantly had to buy. But when I did... It was just blood. There was Jeez. nothing in there but blood. And so <laughs> I actually physically told myself, not even mentally, I said, huh, that's strange. So I went back up to my apartment <laughs> and woke up my wife because it was an early shift. And I told her, I was like, hey, I just threw up some blood by my car. So I'm going to call into work and I'm going to go to the urgent care right quick. You know, that's, that's obviously not normal. Right. Um, so I got to the urgent care. They ran, started running some tests, did check some levels, and they sent me straight to the hospital. Didn't believe me at first that I drove myself because they said I was already in need of a transfusion. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> got to the hospital. They did some digging. Found out that what happened was I was bleeding internally. And but from what? What happened? Well, because of being fat for so long, uh, fat encased my liver. And I developed, uh, now it's called fatty liver disease. Right. Um, at the time, it was called NASH. It's non-alcoholic, something hepo, something or other. But, um, it progressed to cirrhosis. So I actually have cirrhosis of the liver and uh, didn't even get the fun of drinking all the alcohol. <laughs> Just right. eating all yeah. the pizza. Oh, no. So, uh, um, but with it being all scarred and it being caked, the fat being caked on my liver, when the blood goes through it, through your liver, you know, it, it kind of ran into stops and bumps. It didn't have a whole lot of area to, to go through. So it was creating a bottleneck, just like in traffic, when you go to, you know, four lanes down to two lanes. Right. All of that blood was getting, was building up pressure on the backside. And what happened was it went to its weakest link, which was in my esophagus. And oh, it was no. bursting veins in my esophagus. So it would come up and then just bleed right back into my gut. That's terrible. And yeah, and I had no idea, no pain, no weirdness, no, I mean, nothing up until just right before. Well, um, they went in to try and stop it. That was the first time uh, I died. It wasn't nothing major, I guess, coded or, you know, what have you. I don't, I don't know for sure. That's pretty there. major. <laughs> well, but I mean, yeah. when it, compared to the second one, it was. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, I'll, I mean, I'll take I, your I, word for it. Yeah. I Did they have to paddle you back to life? I don't think so because I didn't have any burns. I, I think they probably with compressions or something. Um, they didn't really get into the details. I didn't really ask because, you know, all this was hitting me at once. I just found out, you know, I, I was throwing up blood, you know, a couple hours before that. And then they tell me, you know, I died, and, but I'm back now. <laughs> oh, my so, God. Yeah. I didn't really ask a whole lot of details, but, um, did that and I had to go in 
probably four or five times for different, uh, they call them bandings. What they would do is they would go down my throat and where uh, I had a varices, which is the, the burst vein, they would basically like, like had a tool that was kind of like a suction and it would just, it would suction that little part into it. And then they put almost a little rubber band around it. And that oh would seal that off. And then eventually the rubber band would fall off and I'd, you know, it'd go out in my waist. And uh did that three or four times. Thought I was, you know, starting to feel good. A few shoot, I think it's probably six months later or so, eight months later. I was at work still at State Farm and uh got a little nauseous. I skipped breakfast that morning. So I was thinking, okay, maybe it's you know, because I'm hungry. Got up, went to the restroom because I, I felt nauseous, like I was going to vomit. And same thing, just blood. But this time, there was so much more. I mean, oh, no. I, I couldn't stop to, like, leave the bathroom. And I knew, you know, what was, like, what that was a sign. So I go down the hall and about halfway in, uh, down the, the hallway, I started getting really dizzy. And like bumping into the walls, like I couldn't even really hold myself up. I barely made it into a little conference room uh, side area that they had. And I basically just hollered for one of my friends that I worked with. I just hollered her name because I knew she was right at the break. Like she was just right around the corner. And uh, she went in, called my manager. Um, it was like the whole TV. I mean, I was laid out on a chair in the office. Uh, they had to call the ambulance because I started passing out. Oh, and no. they couldn't keep me awake. The paramedic was doing like they do on TV. He's rubbing my chest with his fist and telling, you know, stay with me. Stay with me, Robert. You know, just stay awake. And they're asking me questions, you know, just random questions just to keep my, I guess, my brain going. That's and, crazy. Uh, yeah. But got to the hospital. They already knew what was coming. They knew, you know, the situation. Rushed me into surgery. And again, it was kind of too... I guess it was too late technically at that point. So I did die and they brought me back again, uh, again, no pedals, I guess, pumping blood and I don't know what all else, but that one was a bigger deal because they ended up having to put me in a coma, a medically induced coma for like two or three days. Dang. Why? Uh, that way my systems could concentrate, I guess, on staying alive. That way it wouldn't tax my system or anything else. I wouldn't panic and overload anything. You know, it kept my heart rate at a regular level. And so they could check. But yeah, that was, that was scary. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just went to bed and I woke up and uh, actually had a, an argument with my wife because she was telling me that it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. And it was, I was arguing with her. It's not Saturday. Yeah. No, it's Tuesday. I was like, no, it's not. It's Saturday. I was like, I know what day it is. And, and the nurse kind of, she goes, your wife's right. <laughs> and at that point, I just woke up. So I didn't even know what had happened. And then that's when oh, they started no. to explain to me what happened. So. But thankfully, okay. you know, that's a, that's the last time that I died. And uh, Dang, Yeah, hopefully it's the last one. Uh, yeah, oh, now my. I can tell people that, uh, you know, one, one place doesn't want me and the other's afraid I'll take over. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay, so. I mean, I was going to ask what made you lose the weight finally because but i mean it sounds like it's probably this experience but it, it didn't have like so what 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 changed between the first and the second death that, that made uh, you <laughs> uh like work on it i guess really really grasping the severity you know something like that happens you're like okay well that was just a, a fluke you know it could have happened. You know, someone has a heart attack doesn't necessarily mean they're going to clean up their diet, start exercising. You know, they're like, ah, well, what's the chances of it happening again? Well, it right. happened again to me and uh, it happened worse. So at that point, as I was recovering, uh, my doctor that I kind of, that kind of just got stuck with me. Um, honestly, he was, he just happened to be the doctor that was there that day. And he, he became my actual primary care doctor for like the next four or five years until he just recently retired. But, um, he went in and told me, you know, the severity of the situation and told me that I like now I have to lose weight, that, that that where I was at, that my only chance for survival ultimately or for, you know, a, a while uh, is to get a transplant, to get a liver transplant. My, my oh, liver is no. too far. Yeah, it's too far gone. That now I'm just 
I was slowly dying, basically. But, uh, you know, I, I told him, you know, I'm in trouble. I've, I've done every diet under the sun. I mean, no cheats, nothing. Something's going on. My type, my uh, thyroid is fine. You know, I've gotten stuff checked before. I just can't, just, it didn't seem to lose weight for whatever reason. Um, so he kind of told me, well, you're going to have bariatric surgery. <laughs> and, uh, you know, of course, it was my say so, but he he really said, you know, this isn't something you're, uh, it's not, I guess, like a completely a choice. I can't remember the exact words he used. You know, he's like, you, I'm really hoping that you do this and not try and use it on your own. He goes, not that you can't, but just by the time you do, it may be too, too far gone. Right. So that, that is what ultimately led to me losing um, the weight. And I don't credit just the surgery. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, that's the easy way out. Let me tell you, that's complete BS. No, you I still s- have, you still have <laughs> to like eat the right and work out. And wow. Yeah. So did you get a transplant? Uh, no, no, that's a, a whole another can of worms. But uh, um, the state I'm at right now, essentially, the hospital that I was going through told me that I didn't have enough money. Um, oh no! Have insurance. I had insurance at the time, really good insurance. But what they were concerned with is they said we don't think you'll be able to afford the anti-rejection medication afterwards, and so it'll be a wasted organ. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's a trip. Whenever you don't even realize that that's an option. That's when you, terrible. Yeah, you get a letter in the in the mail saying you don't have enough money to, you know, your your life's not worth it. You know, it's kind of the way. So I the insurance doesn't cover that medication. No, no, it's not the insurance. I mean, no, the insurance covers the the medication, but it's it was the the board or whatever of the hospital. It was clearly their their opinion. So. So are, are you trying to get it to a different hospital now or? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of juggling whether just, just live out, you know, however long I'm going to um, or go through this whole thing. Cause it, it, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it takes a toll on you just mainly mentally and emotionally, you know, going through, jumping through all the hoops, all the red tape and the evaluations and everything else. It's like, I don't know if I can set myself up again for failure. That's terrible. Oh, right now, I just—I don't feel like I'm in a in a place where I where I can I can take that. Maybe maybe in the future, yeah. And I've gotten a couple recommendations of some other other hospitals here and transplant teams that are really good. That's ter- can we write letters to them or something? I don't think so. And then now it's it's that was three years ago or so, I think. Wow, so it's kind medical, of a point, the man. whole fucking insurance <laughs> hospital. It's like John Q, like that movie. I don't know if you saw that year. It's like Denzel. God, yeah, God mm-hmm. damn it, man. That's that. I, I, my hats off to you, man. I know that I. It, it's hard. <laughs> it must be hard to like just like you're like. What are you talking about? Like, man, that's that's just terrible. So how how is your liver doing now? Is it by losing weight? Have you been able to? I know we're skipping ahead a little bit, but you lost some weight. I guess yeah. people can see that. Uh, is, is your is your liver doing okay? Uh, no, um, it 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 slowed down the the rate that it was degrading. So I guess that that's good. That's definitely you know a good. Um, but because it was over you know thirty ish years that I was overweight, probably twenty to twenty five of those in the morbidly obese category. Um, it, it just wrecked my liver too bad that they said that now, even if it sheds some of the fat, that it's it's too scarred up and it's basically it's half dead, kind of like me. <laughs> so oh, uh, no. So a transplant, a full transplant, is my only, you know, ticket out. I guess um, other than the inevitable. But uh, so it just well, it just yeah. kind of live day to day and try and that that's why you know right now um, you know if you ever look at like my my G. You know, I try and post. I do as much jujitsu as I can. Uh, you know, trying to eat right. I have a little gym built out in my garage, getting my kids involved. Or we're starting our program. In fact, today actually, <laughs> they're starting to on a routine, a weightlifting routine. For this that's aw- well. That's awesome. I hope I I totally understand where you're coming from, man. I know going through all that and 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 having them shit on you f- for no reason must be unimaginable but i i hope 
I hope that you that that you're able to find somebody like if if anybody who's watching or listening works for a hospital or knows something uh, that because I I hope that you try again because I mean do you still have insurance? Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, well, I, it's a different one now. I do have through uh, socialized medicine or I, forgive me, I'm. I'm um, text and i don't know i know what, what it's called down here but no, that's the actual name of it <laughs> but uh obamacare you know it's like that through the health insurance market is, is what i have now so I, I do have insurance now but uh it's not as good as what i had um because a side i guess effect of having these issues is um because my liver was so messed up so it's kind of i guess rewinding um in order to keep me from continuing continuously popping veins and, and bleeding internally not only did i have to you know, hurry and get a quick bariatric surgery um or not quick but as soon as possible but they did what's called a tips procedures trans interjugular shunt i think but they went through my through my jugular and basically put like a straw in my liver so it allows blood just to flow through so that way it won't back up well the drawback with that is that that blood goes through unfiltered and one of the first stops after the liver is the brain so i'm basically getting toxic blood up to my brain and i have a hepatic encephalitis which is cognitive issues uh, at times i forget very basic stuff memories i've had memories just erased uh that's going terrible, going places man. movies i've watched stuff with the kids you know i'll sit there and when it first happened, I'd argue with them for probably half an hour. I have never seen this movie. We have never been there, whatever. And um, you know, a few times saw pictures or where I posted on Facebook about, you know, about it. And I was like, wow, like it doesn't even re-trigger the memory. It's just gone. So fuck yeah, I that's so that that's that's a bit of a drawback. But <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite a, that, that's that's a shitty thing. I mean, you're you're a strong dude, man, and and I I hope that. God, Mick. I mean, what about I? I I know you're 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 probably a Texan through and through. But speaking of socialized medicine, have you thought about going to Canada or England and trying to get on their like socialized medicine list? And it, it's 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 crossed my mind. Honestly, I just I don't really have a way of doing it. I have I have three teenagers. You know, my wife here. I can't pick all of us up and move to you know another country. I can't just go on my own because um what i understand like i said i haven't really done much research but just in hearing about it um i think you you have to have lived there for a certain amount of time you know before you can qualify for some things like that so it's just logistically i, I don't really see it as a possibility um but you know i'm kind of open to anything right now i just instead of dreading everything and and feeling sorry for myself or anything i just i try and stay happy and try and you know kind of push what kind of positivity i can now, i'm not perfect i'm I'm an, I'm, a, I'm an asshole you know to be mm-hmm. honest with you no, a lot of the not. times and those those closest to me will they'll vouch for it too yeah <laughs> i can i can definitely be one and um but yes it you know if, if i think if, if i'm not putting out you know all kinds of negativity or feeling sorry for myself you know if nothing else it'll make the time that i have left that much better wow yeah, no. I, I, I so, that's a that's an amazing. So, you were able to lose. You said over two hundred pounds. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, it's right around two hundred or so. I kind of because I kind of balloon about ten or fifteen pounds depending on what I'm eating or uh, you know if I'm eating clean or or if I've gone on a bender or something. That still right. happens. <laughs> hey, no, <laughs> hey, no one's perfect, but I mean that's and and so you had the surgery and and but do you still? Because I, I spoke with a woman. Who it'll come out eventually, but I, I think I'm gonna put yours out pretty soon. Um, <laughs> she had it and and uh, the surgery, and like she she now she has like she can't eat as much as she like would want her. Oh, it's okay. That's okay. Um, sorry, the cleaning person just got here. Um, but uh, how how is that affected? Do you like do you still have to like limit what you eat and drink and all that? Yeah, yeah. I still have restrictions. I can still fill in them. I believe I was trying to figure it out the other day, and I think I'm, I'm coming up on six years. I think in July, June or July will be, I believe, six years since I've actually had the, the surgery. 
And to this day, I still have restrictions. Um, now, those can go away. A lot of people you see that have, depending on what kind of bariatric surgery they have, um, I had what's called a, a VSG or a vertical sleeve gastrectomy. So they, they basically took out the majority of my stomach and kind of made me a new one. Well, that can stretch over time. So a lot of bariatric patients, they tell you, you know, no more. You, like, you can't do carbonated beverages anymore. You know, you don't do over like six ounces of food, like period, not just six ounces of protein, like six ounces of food. And, uh, you know, some listen, some don't. And uh, I've, I'm in the middle. You know, there the, was right. probably about, about three or four years solid where I didn't touch one carbonated beverage. Now I do. Sometimes I try and stick to mostly water. Uh, especially since I've jumped on the carnivore diet, but uh, you know, I, I I still can feel a, restri- a restriction. I can't eat a whole, like say, a twelve ounce steak or a sixteen ounce steak. I can't, even if I don't touch another side, anything else. The most I can generally get is about eight ounces. Wow. So, okay. So you you just mentioned you're on the carnivore diet. Uh, yeah, I started it about three weeks ago, I believe. Okay, I'm I'm about to start it uh, tomorrow. Actually, I'm a, awesome. I'm, I'm gonna I'm only I'm gonna do it. I, I I'm gonna do it for a week, and then I'm gonna do keto for a week. I'm gonna do it as like little experiments. Um, how I heard did you la- mention that on the on prior episodes, right? But the one thing, and I'm sure the comment section probably got blown up. I don't read the comments because I love no, me you no matter what anyone says. <laughs> but uh, well, like with keto, you know, to get into that state of ketosis, sometimes it can take two, three, four weeks. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. So if, if that's, that's why... truly what you're going for, what, what I would try. And of course it's, it's up to you. I know it's, it's guessing, but I like to, I guess, experiment with my diets and everything. And I've tried about everything there is under the sun, but generally it'd probably be easier for you to be keto first and then go into carnivore. Oh, because I I was thinking it'd be better to just start with carnivore and then that sort of gets you started for keto. Well, well see, my big thing is because if you're going to start restricting yourself, I would probably go with something that has less restrictions. You can still get some vegetables. They still have like the like the zero net grain bread or you right. know, things of that sort that you can still kind of, you know, almost trick yourself with. Let's be real. They're not, it's not Wonder Bread. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's, it's still bread and... I think it was a lot of people have a hard time just straight cutting it off at nothing but meat and water and, you know, vitamins. So you can't put in like, you can't use like hot sauce or anything. uh, It depends. That's something that I'm kind of still learning on and getting onto. Some are very laid back when you talk to them about the keto or the, the, the carnivore diet, excuse me. And they're kind of like, look, if you need something to, you know, like, like to get you through to keep going, that's fine. Just on the next one, just jump right back to it. You know, don't go overboard. Don't think, oh, well, if I do a carnival breakfast, the rest of the day, I can do whatever I want. You know, some right. heard of do like a teaspoon of honey, you know, in the mornings or raw honey or something like that. But there's some out there. Oh, my gosh. So you jump in a couple of Facebook groups and there's some that only eat their meats raw. Oh. And like organ meats, they'll just blend them up and just like a slurry and eat them. Like, Ugh, I can't do that. No, <laughs> no, I was I was gonna have chicken and steak for a week and maybe some eggs. Ugh. Yeah, that, that's I mean that's pretty much what I do. I mean uh, I'll do fish a little bit, chicken a little bit, but mostly just beef and eggs. Is kind of what I've been doing. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, so how so you've been able to? How long did it take you to lose two hundred pounds? It took, I mean, it's, it's been five years now, you know, or close to six years that I've been, that I've lost and maintained the big initial weight loss was probably within the first six months to a year. Okay. And then it was just is slowly like everybody else after that, you know, a couple pounds here and there, you know, if I did a pound, pound and a half a week consistently, that that's good. How much are you losing that first big drop? Oh, I think I, I want to say in the first two months i think i lost 50 or 60 pounds easily i i i want to say within within a couple months time i think i was i was right about there about 50 60 pounds okay maybe maybe even a little more i'd I'd have to go back and check because 
it's, it's good to see where you're from, but I try and kind of like, I'm past that now. So right. I just, I just don't look, it's still up on my IG way back, but <laughs> okay. I'll, but, I'll, I mean, I'll I, at one out. point I, I was even doing like every two weeks, you know, like progress pictures and, you know, things of that sort. And it's good, especially because whenever you, if you do something like bariatric surgery, you, you need a support group, a support system. Right. And sometimes a lot of people think, oh, well, yeah, I got a, a husband at home or a wife at home or, you know, my girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it may be. And <laughs> the funny thing is, statistically, that's the relationship that ends a lot of the time after someone has a bariatric surgery. And it doesn't matter right. if it's male or female. You know, they just, there's some wedge that comes between them. So I was doing that because on IG and stuff, there's, you know, a big community of right. bariatric patients. And so ones that go in not knowing anything. What does it look like? What do I got to do? What are some recipes? I post that. So I have a lot of recipes. I mean, things on there, weigh-ins, you know, tell them what I was doing, what exercises I was doing. Things That's that awesome. Story. So um, for people who are listening, what's your IG? Oh, you know what? I, honestly, I'll have to look. Give me a second. I just, I just changed it not too long ago. Okay. Um, I, I apologize. I should have. No, 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 no. Don't apologize <laughs> at all. It's okay. It's bud underscore g underscore tx bud underscore g underscore tx okay that's awesome uh well robert bud uh that's an amazing (laughs) story i wish you all the best i i I, it's uh i i I wish i was in texas i could come give you a hug but i I, hopefully i will soon lee it's open man whenever whenever uh you're here Definitely hit me up, man. I, I, I had a big hug waiting for you, brother. I will. Um, so <laughs> if you, if there was anybody in a similar situation to you, whether being over 400 pounds or maybe they just are thinking about getting the bariatric surgery, uh, what sort of advice do you have for them? Uh, definitely don't rush into anything. And I know a lot of times it feels like you're not rushing in because if you're that big, it didn't happen overnight. Chances are it took right. you years to get that big. Right. So you're thinking, yeah, I've been doing this for years trying to you know, not be this big. But the actual surgery, your life changes. I mean, it's it's a trip. You know, I, I can't chug beverages anymore. You know, guys, I mean, water. If I'm super thirsty, I'm having a hard workout. You know, like I said, I, I roll jujitsu as much as possible at 10, 10th Planet here in Dallas, North Dallas, 10th Planet, North Dallas, excuse me. Um, but like, I have to sip water <laughs> in between rounds because I can't, even afterwards, I can't chug water. You know, it's, it's weird little things like that that you're not used to. You know, I, I'm not going to be able to do you know, two slices of a good pizza. You know, half time, I can't even be like one New York. You know, style slice courses, Texas, we don't have any York pizza, but, right. you know, the bigger, thinner slices, I can't take it out in a whole one of those, you know, and wow. at first you're like, well, yeah, I don't need to, but it kind of messes with you mentally. So I would think. Yeah. Oh, especially after know, eating a whole pizza or something. Oh, Wait, I used to like, do that all the time. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, on my cheat days or, or if I, you know, the times when I wasn't dieting, I don't know if you remember, um, Pizza Hut used to have a pizza called the Big New Yorker. I don't, but I, I, uh, I ate plenty of it. Trump was on the damn commercial. Oh, wow. Okay. And, I don't remember yeah, that because one. Because it was, you know, New York's my city and everything. And it was just, it was kind of like their New York style. You know, it was a little bit bigger than their, their large. And it was I remember, I remember Domino's had Brooklyn style. So it's something similar. They still do. At least okay. they do. Okay. <laughs> still see them. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it's just, you just, I'm sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. No, 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 no. So, so, so you used pizza, to eat the whole. But... You still, you used to eat yeah, the whole pizza. Yes. Now, you oh can't... yeah. So you, your life changes. You know, every right. So I would say just don't rush into it. Definitely take a, a step outside, kind of outside yourself if you're able to, and kind of look at the whole situation. And quite honestly, it's like if anybody has any questions or anything, they they can hit me up. I don't know everything, but I've been through it, and I love helping people not can help yeah no you know it's possible so you know a lot and so it's bud underscore g underscore tx yes sir uh thank you so much i'm i'll call you now i'll call you bud uh (laughs) thank you you so much bud uh it was great talking to you and uh i appreciate everything every all the time you spent with me well, it's, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And you're doing great. I want to tell you before, you know, I forget and, and log off of this. I, I love what you're doing. I listen every Tuesday. Oh, well, thank you. When it comes out. Thank you, man. Thank you so much, bud, for coming on to the episode. 
after the episode, I, I made a video for one of his sons. Thank you to his son and his entire family for a lending bud to me that day, uh, Robert, a.k.a. My, my hug buddy. I can't wait to come and give you a hug in Texas. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to see him when I'm in Austin, but I will see him soon. And uh, I, I honestly genuinely hope that we're able to find either whether it's through one of our listeners or just by yourself. I hope you're able to get your liver transplant and and be as healthy as possible and, and, and continue living and being with your family. So thank you so much for being honest and open to coming onto the podcast. Thank you, uh, listeners and viewers, for watching and listening. Don't forget, the uh, YouTube has switched from the Wasteline podcast to the uh, my original page, just youtube.com slash leesciant. And that's it. That's it. I will be back next week with a brand new episode of the Wasteline podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. I love you guys. Bye.